Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. So this is something that I didn't even have to think about until you reached out to me, Perry. (laughs) It was was never really a thing. And in that one way, at first, I was like, wow, I am so damn privileged and lucky to have never felt like I was directly challenged with this. Like I, I, I never felt like I had to, I didn't have to go against my, my parents or, or schooling or anything like that. I'm like, wow, I'm really lucky. And then that caused a minor existential crisis yeah. later on in the day. <laughs> Cause the, 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 the definition that you guys are looking for is it's just so much broader than that. And I feel like my biggest challenge stepping out of line was basically relearning things about myself and stop fighting myself in a lot of things. Um, I am a chronic since birth people pleaser. And it's worked in my favor, like growing up in in high school and grade school and college, getting my internship, turning that into a job. It was wonderful, but Life's not always as easy, especially when you get older. You have to start focusing a little bit on pleasing yourself if you are not already a person who naturally has to do that. And I am not kidding. And William can attest to it because I've had actual emotional mental breakdowns on the couch right next to him where he's like, can I have a like, don't touch me. Like I got to work through this where I really had to learn that in order to be my truest self and actually be okay with myself when I go to sleep at night and not feel like I'm taken advantage of, or I'm working against my own social or family anxieties, or, or I'm being passed over personally, professionally, for it, that goes for literally any avenue of life I had to stop people pleasing and I had to be okay with everything that came along with that things that 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 was synonymous with and for my family it was saying no to things like there was uh there have been holidays I haven't shown up for not because of and I would try my best to vocalize this very very well not because it's not a spiteful act it's not a punishment it's not even that I don't want to be there I just can't and in the years before I stepped out of my own lines that I naturally grew up in I would show up to those holidays and I'd have anxiety attacks and I didn't have a name for it at the time but I would just go into my room and like deal for, for however many minutes, a half hour, an hour, two hours, whatever. Um, and that was really hard to unlearn, especially around like 30, <laughs> which is when that happened. And you've gone through some changes since you're with him. Does he like the new you? Yeah, he's really proud of me, which is really great. Um, 
he's even worked as as you can imagine how stressful this tightrope is the place he's most welcome where i need like a helping hand is in my family communication because good luck ever disagreeing with family and not having emotion involved um so he's somehow been able to almost like a therapist but he's just kind of you know off to the sides because he's usually there and whenever he feels like he's needed to help translate whether it be one side is not understanding the other i'm you know putting words into into my sister's mouth my mom's putting words into my mouth you almost wouldn't know who he's there for <laughs> he's just so good at you know that that direction and that's how i know he's proud of me because that people pleaser quality we have he doesn't seem to have and uh he'll tell me when i'm on my shit and so i don't feel like i'd be fed that information <laughs> from him otherwise but no he's good at it you know, with it rather because it happened i feel like the awakening happened very early in our relationship and it just got to be an odd way to grow together as weird as that sounds if he was the wrong partner it would have burned to the ground and i think that's something in general he really admires when you put an effort to literally anything and i think we all like that quality somehow so it's not like throwing my hands up in the air and being like to hell i'm done and saying you know uh this was a mistake and here was my part in it, whether that be professionally or personally. And, you know, I think it's hard for him, thankfully, to poo-poo on that. He's like, good, good for you. This seems hard. Listeners still consider me this, which makes me giggle. Um, I think, so you're the happiest, you're always so happy, you're a ray of sunshine. But to me, that's just leftovers of the persona I grew up with. Not to say I'm not a happy person, but but for someone to get that comment so often really must seem like there's a ray of sunshine coming out of their butt. Like that's a specific kind of happy. And I still get those comments so much. I'm like, wow, I consider myself impressively average when it comes to levels of joy. You know, it's just the people pleasing what you want to show people. So I had to stop doing that at work so much. And that came with um, comparisons of old self. I realized I would just do things that to me were considered self-protection, uh, being my own self-advocate, not letting someone else take claim over work, speaking up about specific things. And for a while that, I mean, with humor, it was like tongue in cheek, uh, made me a little more like sassy or, ooh, what's, what's up, are you okay? And it's funny because it was just like a comparison. And I remember having this conversation with Coaster Boy Josh. I made a joke with him. I'm like, if you came in at my like bummest level of energy at the sassiest, no one would say anything because that's just the persona you carry. But if I have a medium day, something happens and I'm like, that's, you know, that's not how it happened, or that's not okay, or I disagree with that decision. They're like, whoa, <laughs> Sam, what's wrong? Are you all right? Um, and that really hasn't, you know, been as much of a, an issue as of late, because again, it's been years. It's a um, process. That's, and it's something I feel like I'm going to have to work on forever, because I remember being in high school, so that must put me at around like 16-ish, 
and seeing someone be kind of like rude to a teacher, but not in a personal way. And like now in a way I recognized the, like the student was having a bad day. And I remember, I remember thinking, I can't relate to letting anyone know you're ever having a bad day ever, <laughs> which is, which was fine. I really don't know where that conditioning came from, but it's like, if you carry that with you your whole life and that's not how your soul feels, that's like personally toxic. It's okay to have a fussy day to put yourself and your mood a little bit Maybe don't be disrespectful when it's someone of authority, but like, you know, you don't necessarily owe it to a teacher or a boss, especially if they know you and they know the vibe to be the most care bear version of yourself. It's just reflects the self-care. And it took a lot of realizing uh, through therapy. And I have not even looked at that as stepping outside the lines of myself until again, Barry, you reached out and you're like, how? I'm like, no way not at all oh my god I'm so lucky so blessed which I am but I'm like wait this is just a beast with a different name I had to completely I created my own lines and it's been a real tall order and a lot of money therapists are expensive but they're (laughs) (laughs) my youngest sister is 24 uh she's like seven years younger than me and as a kid I'm like this what what's up your ass you're too young for this like why whatever and now i'm i'm less worried about her in the world and in the workforce than i am myself and then i am my other sister just because i'm like that quality that (laughs) that you and i have she has the opposite she's been like you know just programmed herself same parents but you know, it was just something we were born with. You and I were definitely put on the uh, Care Bear pile. Parents <laughs> like, ah, I have to take care of myself. That's how it gets done. And I feel like it's just hard to unlearn. It was like an awakening of why am I feeling progressively like a drained battery, but of like self-joy. Why do I like myself less for no particular reason this year than I did the year prior for, you know, years on end. And it's the, it's the buildup, the residue, the after effects of all that. What does producer Sam do? Like what's, what's a day in, in your life? Like I am half potpourri and half habit with the job. There are things I have to do every day. And if I don't do it, I will get an email from someone I've never met. Yo, something's wrong or what's up. And that includes production, whether it be, um, the phone tap needs needs production, which is great because I every once in a while I get someone who's like, I thought those were live. I'm like, no, but that's great. <laughs> um, uh, commercial production, best ofs, which go on the Saturday shows, and you know maybe when we're not there, or even if Elvis has to like dip out a half hour early and like, you know from nine thirty on is you know a best of or something, or interviews because an A-list celebrity refuses to get out of bed before 11 in the morning, which like happens, you know, things like that. That's like very, that is on paper too. Like that's where my name is. Like, this is my job description. But thankfully after nine years, it's evolved because I get bored. And even with a group of characters and editing best ofs that make me giggle and getting to be creative in, in edits, it's still essentially the same thing. Um, so a handful of years ago, maybe five or six, I got to start doing more stuff. So I started, you know, 
something as simple as like topic pitching, whether that means I get to be involved in the topic or like here I found this and like you get to hear it do well. Um, my segments, um, I've now as feel goods, uh, but it used to be when we were more of a product. Um, now I think we crave positivity and good news. And I love doing feel goods for that reason. It makes me feel better. But uh, there was a time it was more like uh, purchase related. We were less hungry for good news and more hungry for bargains. So I took over um, Carla Marie's brainchild, What's Trending. And uh, I don't know how horoscopes happened, but that's just really fun. I'm fine. I don't have much passion. I, will, I, would ne I never asked anyone in my life I was dating like what their sign is. I understand the, the, the science behind it or the perceived science, depending on you know, who, whose opinion you're asking. Uh, and I have no objection to it, but uh, it's not quite a necessary staple i think in the way i look at myself or other people but man is it fun to hear elvis get jazz it has to do with where the moons which you know exist as hippie as it sounds but wherever like you know the planets the moons the solar system was aligned and the the like it's the, a similar energy so the way i describe it to people who have no idea and don't care i'm like did you see Bruce Almighty's, there's one scene where with the power of God, Jim Carrey pulls the moon closer to the earth to like set a date night for him and his girlfriend. And the next day they wake up and the news is like, there's been life destroying tidal waves throughout you know the world. And everyone's like, where'd it come from? And he's like, oh crap, because he brought the moon miles right. to the earth. And that has a gravitational pull. And horoscopes are based a lot in similar stuff so there's something there for people who don't really you know understand but for me it's just a really fun way to start my day because i get it but i i understand a lot of things that i don't need to you know um th that i don't follow as if it were a religion but i just love jazzing that guy up he's like i hate them i'm like no you can't <laughs> this is this is law. This is the law of the cosmos. It's a big transition when you graduate from college of, of where your next step is. What is the path that you need to take? Was it helpful that you were interning in college and it was just like an easier transition? The internship, I had three semesters in college and it was all on the job training other than like character building and work ethic. I didn't even actually have classes that prepared me. But by my own design, I was in journalism media. So everything I took was focused on one or the other um, in a different way. Uh, and I just kind of checked it out because I knew one of my passions was entertaining people. And there's only so many ways you can do it. But I liked that in a very interactive way. And now, if that was my passion and I were 10 years younger, I could find a lot more opportunity out there podcasting different types of you know media maybe I would be a tiktoker who knows it, it was radio that's it it was pre all of this stuff and that was this two-way creative fun reliable important uh silly serious um way to connect with people and that's all I knew I wanted. So I chased that in a couple ways. I also worked for the NFL for 
uh, they have a broadcasting boot camp, and I'm like, I don't, I don't follow sports. Sports to me are a lot like horoscopes. I'm like, I really love them. I appreciate them. I don't follow them. I couldn't tell you enough about them to feel <laughs> in the know. But I applied, and I was um, in a boot camp for a couple of weeks, helping current and retired NFL players learn how to shift their talents and it was great it was so much fun but i left really like realizing maybe not football and then i interned for the devils new jersey devils hockey i'm like this is more fun i like this this seems like a little bit more of a fit for me and uh i actually had an interview lined up when i got the offer for radio so who knows what could have been but I, I just had specific avenues and I feel like that's a big mistake. A lot of us make cause it's beat into our heads. So I'm sure like Perry, you have specific things you predict for your future. What do you want to be when you grow up? It's like probably the most, one of the most common questions we get asked in some form. And I, it was hard to answer that. And even still, I realize it's because qualities were more important to me than a job. I know of people who have their dream job and they're miserable. So one thing I tell friends who are on the burnout hunt or the I'm not happy, I have to switch my life hunt or in school is maybe for yourself, make a list of like qualities that are incredibly important and try and see where you can pursue that combination because a job that will make you happy there's probably dozens and you don't even know the names of them there's probably dozens for me i don't even know the, the names of them um but a job that's fits as many of those boxes as possible is what's going to bring you joy i think i have like five or six of them qualities that i need and who knows what i'm doing but as long as those are in there i think i'm going to be happy to go to work and be happy when I come home. Apart from knowing your qualities and, and chasing little avenues of, of interest is know when it's okay to cut yourself a break because sometimes the plan works out totally perfectly and sometimes the plan just takes a little longer and requires a reroute. And that's William who is 31 and is now in school to get his doctorate in physical therapy because he graduated, realized his path was not for him, bartended, did not make a lot of money, almost almost none for his whole life. But now he's one of his the oldest students in his class and he's doing great. And it's because he has this perspective and appreciation and passion that it's, imp it's, it's just impossible to have when you go right from right. the school, which is the ideal. Ideally, you want to apply to the schools for the right program, work your ass off and kill it and take that next step. Um, and that's great, but there's a percentage of people that that's not what's going to happen. And unfortunately, most of those people really self-emotionally sabotage when dealing with the repercussions of that. And that that part is what's not necessary. So do all your planning and have your lists and pursue all your passions and know what you want. And, and you can even expect all of it to work out. You should, like you work really hard. There's no reason to expect it not to. Just know that if you have to take a pause or you have to reroute somehow, 
that is a million percent okay. We're really mean to ourselves about it. And it's, that's, that's not the case. Um, I, I joke when Elvis retires, people are like, you have a passion for radio? I'm like, I do, but like, I have a passion for Elvis too. So I feel like to separate the two, are, it's gonna gut me. But he's gonna retire before I do that best. He's gonna be like, sister, come out. And I'm like, I'm 90, you're crazy. <laughs> And that's going to be a really hard divide for me, especially because he's the only world I know. Um, but uh, but that's that's okay. I feel like that's the problem a lot of people have right out of college, and I dodged that bullet coincidentally, and I'm just going to have that breakdown later. <laughs> I just kicked the can down the road. I think I'm way more equipped to deal with that transition. Um, when it happens than I would have been. I like the way you said chased, you chased your dreams. A lot of people don't have the oomph to go and chase the dream. We love Savannah. Seems like she sort of grounds you and gives you maybe some purpose as like, okay, I have somebody now I have to take care of outside of me. I know that has uh, that effect on us also having our dog. I think it fed off that it's a weird outlet in a, way for my people pleasing um need it can be funneled right into savannah there's no bs with the dog so you know when they're feeling appreciated and cared for and happy to be in their space with you i feel like that's she's gotten a lot of that um rebuilding redirected kind of attention they appreciated being asked the question like damn that was a real few days you put me through perry just reflecting on <laughs> and then it hit me in the face. I was like, right. oh, there it is. 